This is episode 10. If superheroes had nail writers, it's the three mentalists walked into a podcast. Uh, welcome. Episode 10. Episode 10. Can you believe we've actually got into double figures? No, I can't believe we're even, we even made double figures and listeners, never mind double figures and episodes. What, you mean there's 10 listeners to this podcast? At le- well, yeah, I think it might even be 11. No, if you take me, Atlas, and you off, then no. we're down to like sort of. Yeah. Speak, speaking yeah. of double figures, my fees aren't even double figures. No? I'm no. not surprised I've seen your act. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah! Back, back don't to worry, tip-top form. But there don't worry, go. your bra size, that's in double figures. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah. yeah. I forgot what it's like when there's. When there, yeah. <laughs> we need a soundboard here, what we can do, like punch noises. Boy, I, 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 I. Or, or, or you could just punch him. I mean, like, I'm cool for that. Ah, oh, Jesus! Do it again. <laughs> no, oh, ah, man! Remember, you don't say that. <laughs> Sorry, what's my safe word again? Yeah. Cheesy rice. <laughs> Cheesy what? Cheesy, Cheesy rice. Cheesy rice. <laughs> what have you guys been doing since we last got together? Mm. You've been gigging a lot, Luch. Yep, been a busy few, um, a couple of months really. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of different weird and wonderful things. Um, really pushing the dinner with the mind reader concepts that I've been It's great, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good fun meeting lots of nice, interesting people and getting to do some interesting, intimate parlour shows uh, and exploring material that I've not been able to do uh, in the past. So yeah, I'm having a really good time. What That's about good. you, Mr. Atlas? Atlas? I've, uh, I've been massively busy. Massively busy. I had um, obviously released the Intrepid Rogues Manual of Deception. Yeah. But then I did, <gasps> we between the last <laughs> podcast and now, I've done somewhere between 12 and 15 gigs. So I've been wow, pretty busy. Pretty busy. But I've been traveling quite far with this. I've been quite local. Yeah, actually, I've gone all the way down to Bournemouth wow. in one instance. So. That is a long, well, for the UK. Well, yeah, for you guys, way. I think you think it's further than it really is. No, it's There's a- sand down there. Yeah. It's a long <laughs> way. There is. Uh, speaking of which, since I've... Since I've uh, Mentioned the book. I've not. Neither of you have received a copy yet. No, we were only the seen photographs yeah. of the finished thing. Not physically had it. Oh, he's got well, them. Look at are. them. <gasps> wow. One for each of you. Oh. Beautiful. Man, that's oh. amazing. Oh my goodness. It even oh, feels nice. nice. I, I, I love the feel of it. I like that it's nice and weighty. Have you sniffed it yet? Do you, do you do that? Do you sniff books? I had a Chesterfield leather settee. What was just like? <laughs> just like, like it's it's gorgeous. What's that color. finished called? That that thing there. Uh, I think it's. It's a um, Balacron, isn't it? It's, but it's a type of yeah. um, it's whatever the company call that green. But it's almost marbly. It doesn't yeah. come through that on the photos. It actually looks like really green marble. Yeah, the photos look a little bit um, black. Where you, I, I don't know if it's simply the lighting or the uh, the way I took the pictures. But some of the pictures I take, it almost looks like it's gold on black as opposed to gold on green. What, one thing we have to do as well is the test. You know, we seem to do this with oh, all yeah. the books now. The thunk. The, the thunk. Shall we? The thunk. And we can sample this for the celebrity death match. Yeah, yeah. Doing two? Yeah, yeah. Do two. Oh, two. Ready? Oh. That's some epic thump right there. Yeah. I thought you were going to say thudage. That would have been Did you sign these for us? No, he didn't sign them, man. I don't want this book. All I hear is edit. Edit, edit. It's great. The font's nice. Who's, who laid it out for you? This is uh, Phil Smith and Steve Harrison again. Beautiful. Great work. So yeah. Phil did the uh, the design and Steve did the um, the print? Yeah. So how many routines is it? Uh, I believe there's 13 routines in there, eight and essays, and then um, one uh, one switch technique that I quite like. Did right. Phil do the um, the illustrations as well? Yeah, yeah. Really nice illustrations. He did, he did a great job. And the poor guy, I kept sending him. <laughs> do more, do more. Yeah, I sent him bit by bit and he kept... 
having to do lots of pictures. It's beautiful. I love the fact that you've got a section called It's a Trap. Now, do you know before we... What did you see the, the first section? What it's called? Six Reasons I Hate Looch. Is that what it is? You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. What's that from, Ken? Yeah. Um, it must be from Star Wars. You lucky bastard. <laughs> because the only thing I, in the world I don't know anything about. <laughs> um, that's a, it's from like the one that's called the, so, yeah, the, 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 um, the Gross a, a Reaping or something. No, you just ruined it. Yeah, so the, it, it starts with an essay with a Star Wars title and it ends with an essay with a Star Wars title. I knew it's that would appeal to you. The bit what you've just said, it's a trap. I actually used that on Ken about 40 minutes ago and he had no idea what the reference was. <laughs> no, I was like, ah, Do you know, we know when you... Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know when you had to take that phone call at the... Uh, we yeah. went for coffee and you said, have you seen that Yoda? And there was a little toy Yoda on oh, the yeah, wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to go and pick it up and then I saw the underneath side. Yeah, it, it looked it a bit... It was either chocolate or... Yeah. <laughs> I went, I'm not touching that. It's a trap! And Ken looked at me like... I went, yeah, it could no, be. No, he had no yeah, idea could, what I was talking about. It could be a trap for could poor be. children. Poor children. Mm. That's beautiful, man. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, to like, it. poor kids. Like, oh, that poor kid, as opposed to, like, impoverished children. Oh, yes, 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 of course. You wouldn't be that... Uh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, the, all, all, the, uh, all the feedback has been really, really great. Very Excellent. overwhelmingly positive. I got one... Very, very nice email. I've got a bunch of nice emails, but I got one very nice email where the guy said, um, I had really high expectations for this, and I thought you couldn't possibly meet them, um, mm -hmm. and then you exceeded them. And I, I was really yeah, flattered by that That's email. Great. That was nice. That's a couple great. of questions. Um, yeah. One. Ooh. It's a card. Uh, I know what that is, so that's, that's a nice little thing. It's, okay. it's got this really cool little yeah. thing in there. It's a, it's a gimmick thing there for you. Um, okay. Where can we get this from, if obviously we haven't just been given one? Um, and how much is it? Uh, £100, and you can get it from my website. Excellent. Which is mentalunderground.com. No, no, that's, that's Ken's website. <laughs> Theblackproject.com. This, this would be less funny if I had, uh, had not done this to you guys first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, atlasminalism.com. You click on shop. If you can answer the question, you can get the password. And uh, Off we go. Awesome. Fabulous. Right, thanks for that, man. That's really, really Thank exciting. You very much, so mate. you've been working obviously really hard on this and yeah, getting yeah, this yeah. out of people and... Uh, and do you want things to be done? But you've also been doing lots of gigs. Have any any standout things you want to share with us? Yes. In fact, should we go into Tales from the Trenches? Oh, and before we forget, um, you've been on a little jollies, haven't you, this month? Uh, oh yeah, I went smelling to... a bit like sausage. Mm. So where have you been? Yeah, I've been right at your house. Uh, well, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> explain that. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to Cologne, um, which sounds a lot like colon. Uh, did you wear cologne? And I cologne? did. I did. did I you went smell to my like sausage. <laughs> yeah, I went to Mind Summit, and wow, that is probably amazing, one of my favourite events uh, in the mentalism community. It's uh, Reiner and Thomas do just such a freaking brilliant job. Uh, I suppose for the people not listening, Reiner and Thomas are the guys behind uh, Paralabs. Paralabs. Yeah, um, really, really nice. Guys. Great people. Genuine, great customer service, and just friendly, friendly, lovely, people. clever people. Yeah, really, really smart. I was on there with uh, Luke Jamey and Luca Volpe was on. Look of eight. Was he? Um, he forgot something this year. I seen on the Facebook page that he was looking for something. What? My friend Christoph was saying he took a photograph and he said, uh, "Luca has forgot something. What has he forgot?" And I wrote mascara. 
<laughs> which Luca thought was very, very funny. There you He's go. got a really good timed photo of him on stage. Oh, there you go. Um, so it was really good. You know, uh, there was Luca, the Jack, and myself did the who, opening. Who is the Jack? Um, he's a guy from. He's the probably one of the be- yeah, he probably is the best mentalist in South America. You know, mm. like from Chile actually. Mm. Um, yeah, really great mentalist. I mean, I'd not really heard of him until about a year ago, and then all of a sudden his name seems to be everywhere. So he's lecturing I everywhere. Who he was. Yeah, he he. Le- the reason I met him, I met him at my invention last year. Oh. Uh, and yeah, super nice guy. Um, really nice guy. So it was, we, the three of us opened the convention with the opening show to the delegates, and then there was lectures all weekend. There was a nice evening spooky show there was a guy called Sven uh, one night a German guy called Sven he um, he did a um, he did a really great spirit cabinet they did the most hilarious are they called lo- loiter balls bowls you know the bowl the bowls like you're holding your hand and they f- keep refilling with water oh no didn't okay so it's a really old sort of classic trick but he did it while singing a Joe Cocker song he filled the two bowls up with um, like teacups these ones filled them up with whiskey mm-hmm. and he kept drinking them and singing Joe Cocker and uh, and the bowls kept refilling while he was drinking them it was a really funny brilliant show it was like a spooky show that night so that was good um, Timon Kraus he was in the show as well he's a good guy so that was fun yeah just met lots of lovely people and just had the, just a brilliant time brilliant, brilliant time what, what was the highlight um uh, oh, I don't know. What was the highlight? I really enjoyed Hector Chadwick's lecture. He lectured about one trick, but he used the one trick to illustrate the, the, the creative process of how to make something really deceptive in terms of how to palm something in a way that's you know, why you create habits in the audience and you, so, the, so that certain moves become invisible, um, as well as how to structure a routine so that people get a really good payoff. It was a really insightful lecture about somebody who obviously really has a lot of experience and really understands the theatre of performing. Mm. And so that was really good. Some delegates, I didn't think, got it because they were like, well, show us more tricks. And he only did one trick in the whole thing. I feel like you get to a point where you're initially interested in the tricks Mm. and then subsequently interested in the craft. Yeah, and he really was teaching the craft. And it was really... And he's such an engaging, really... Uh, really fun guy. So that was good. Uh, Luke performed his full evening show one evening. That was brilliant as ever. Um, it was the one from about last year. Um, he performed. It's not his new show. Uh, yeah. So that was. It was all really, really interesting. Yeah. Really good. So I, w- I would say probably Hector's lecture was the best lecture because I've seen Luke's lecture before. One well, some of it anyway. Um, although Luke has a fantastic. Um, uh, psychometry routine, which I think uh, anybody who hasn't already seen it should grab a hold of. But yeah, so that was that was the weekend, and it was just brilliant, great fun, and great people. If you haven't uh, already had the opportunity to go there, make an effort when they announce whenever they're going to have the next one, whether it be next year or the year after or whatever. Um, you should absolutely be supporting the, these guys. The work they put into the production of them, it, yeah. it's like a proper professional yeah, thousand-dollar seminar. Like it's amazing. Uh, I, yeah. Interesting. I, I did. I lectured on the first one, uh-huh. and then I, I missed the second one. I think it was just the third. This one. was the third one. Uh, from speaking to the Parallax guys, they don't know at this moment whether there's going to be a fourth. Right. Uh, I think there's a few things that they want to talk about. Maybe implementing some changes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if there is another one next year. If there is, I think I think we should all go to it. Actually, yeah. I think that'd be quite cool to maybe do the three mentalist podcast from there. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Be good fun. Yeah, brilliant. So that's what I've been done, and it was just phenomenal. This episode was sponsored by Steve Hairsign's Flictionary, a revolutionary, innovative new book test using a flippin' dictionary. You can contact Steve at... Steve Hairsign 
at hotmail.com. That's Steve, H-A-R-E-S-I-G-N, at hotmail.com. And it's because of wonderful people like Steve that we can bring the Three Mentalist podcast right into your lug holes. Tales from the Trenches. Right, so... Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Uh, gigs. Your gigs. gigs. Yes. Right, so I, I've had a lot of gigs, but there was one standout gig that was great to me. And we'll talk about another not-so, another real disappointer. Um, it wasn't it, it wasn't a gig that was a disappointment, but it was a disappointing It was at the act that was the disappointment. No, no. <laughs> the act would have been great, dang it. No, it was... Um, it was a, a cancellation, and so we'll, we'll talk about this, I think, in the in the business download portion. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I, I had a gig. It was a Freemasons dinner, um, about 150 people, yeah. hour long stage show. Yeah, it was really really good gig. Everything went well, and I've got gigs off of that, so I'm very happy about that. But there were two bits that you know how sometimes you're forced to ad lib because of audience participation. Mm-hmm. There were two bits that worked out really, really well for me. The first, um, and, and listeners, feel free to not steal this from me, um, but uh, the first was... was My pen's ready. Are you holding your pencil? Well, I'm going to write in the back of this book that I just <laughs> Now, the, um, what had happened was, uh, you know, when you, when you get there, you begin to meet people, or you're getting set up and stuff, and you can tell who's a bit... Mouthy, not yeah. mouthy, but fun in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a fun way. They're gonna have a lot of fun. yeah. They're, they're, you'll get some good banter off of them. Mm-hmm. So there was this lady there, and uh, I used her in the show. Now I didn't pre-show anything, and it wasn't it wasn't really important. But um, I could tell she was a bit saucy. Yes. We'll say uh, feisty. And, yes, feisty is it? Feisty one, one you are. <laughs> What? Now, how do you know that one? Because <laughs> it's from the in-betweeners. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Which is an actual proper television show. Yeah. So you, how can you get the in-betweeners joke if you didn't understand Star Because he does it in a funny voice. So you just thought the voice was funny? Yeah. And, the, and the segmenting of the sense. Was... Ask him who the impression is supposed to be of, and he won't know. It's Chewbacca, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Yoda, you penis. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so this lady. Is it really Yoda? Yeah. Okay. I approached her and I knew she was a bit, she, she would give me some banter. Uh, and so, and then this is when we talk about setup lines mattering sometimes more than, this is one of those things where I got the setup line exactly right. And so I, I said to her, and, uh, you know, what's your name and where are you from? And she said she was from Belfast. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, are you sure you say it as though it's a question? And she, she instantly said, uh, you know, some choice swears at me and called me a song, you know, and uh, yeah. something little git, some, you know, and I, okay. and I, and I, and it was perfect because I realized this, and I've tested this since the setup line works if you have the right person. Uh, so I say, where are you from? Belfast. Are you, say, are you sure you say that as a question? You're a little confused? And she goes, oh, you're a saucy little git. I said, oh, you are from Belfast. <laughs> you know what I mean? You set it up nice yes. and got a great laugh. Um, so I've, I've used you that. You funny American, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got but work it, on that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so uh, that that was that was one of these things that to me was a nice little triumph because it gives Absolutely. me a, a, mo- a moment of um, ostensibly uh, in the moment hilarity. But and the what's nice about that moment of hilarity is you can actually take that and transpose it into other moments. You can cre- you can make that moment happen again. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's important because you're relatable to the audience. Yeah. And for me, anyway, that's that's important for for who I am on stage. So the other thing that uh, I really liked. Was and I'm sure you guys have seen this. 
you get to a point, it's towards the end of the show where you've done amazing thing after amazing thing after amazing thing, mm. and you bring someone up and say, now what's your name? And they refuse to tell you. Yeah, you're the mind reader. Yeah, you're the mind reader, you tell me. Um, or, or they say, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling you, tell me. That happened at the end of this show, and I absolutely rolled with it and said, well, if you're not going to tell me, I get to name you. That's the rule. So I'll tell you what, when I give someone a name, it tends to stick. In fact, that looks good. You're stuck. Your name's stuck. And I'll tell you what, it's stuck. Uh, it's not a good night if you don't come home with a new nickname. Right, Stuck? And everyone was dying laughing. It was great. It was funny. And I called him Stuck throughout the rest of the I didn't care what his name really was. If he wasn't going to give it to me, I made it into a moment of humor, which, because of the things that had happened before, perfectly fit. Everyone enjoyed it. And um, his brother was actually, it turned out by, by chance, his brother was the one that had hired me for the show. Uh, and they loved it. Yeah. And he's still called Stuck. They've all called him Stuck now. Do you know but what? the, the nice thing, wrong? the thing that I like yeah. about this is when he's called Stuck, someone's going to say, why are you called Stuck? He's going to have to say... I was at this show and there was this mind reader named Atlas and I refused to give him my name so he nicknamed me Stuck. Forever. And the first person, it's amazing because it reminds me of the first person I ever saw do that. I'm sure he wasn't the first person to ever do it. Was the hypnotist Paul McKenna. I remember I must have been 17 years old. He was doing a public show up in Newcastle. I went to see it with my best friend Rob and rather than ask the people's names, he would, yeah, he would ask, sorry, he would ask their name but he would also find out other information about them and then refer to them as their name, as that bit of information. So if one of them was from um, from Surrey, so her name was Sandra from Surrey, he would call her Surrey all the way through. Or if one of them, what do you do for a living? Spectacles or yeah, yeah. Know, wristwatch or necktie. Yeah, or you know, whatever it's going to be. Or the banker or yeah, whatever exactly. it is. Yeah, yeah, a banker, come and sit over here. And it just makes it really, I mean, it just adds a new dimension. And also, I think by doing what you did, it allows the audience to realise you haven't... One of my pet hates is when you see any kind of performer, a magician, a mentalist, a hypnotist, a comedian, whatever, you see them go on stage and just press play. Yeah. They're just dialing yeah. it in, and they're just doing their act, and they're kind of going like a train. They're just going and going and going, and then when it gets to the station, they'll stop and let the audience free, thank God. I think you have to let them know that you're really there live. That's why I'd like to ask them questions and, 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 interact, and, and with them. interact with them. But not just ask them empty questions. Like, I see it so many times. You even watch Penguin Lectures. I saw someone do a Penguin Lecture and they were asking questions about people. Hello, what's your name? That's great. Okay, come and stand over here. Didn't even say, oh, hello, what's your name? Mary. Okay, Mary, come and stand over here. No, no. What's your name? Mary. Okay, come and stand over here. All right, will you hold this? It's almost like an afterthought. Yeah, he yeah. asked what I would call a hollow question. Mm. Like, it wasn't there, it wasn't present. And to be honest, it just showed a lack of performance experience. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, so that's yeah. some two really, really good, good lessons. Uh, fabulous. I liked it. No, no, it, it is. Uh, but, yeah, I like, I like that I rolled with that punch, turned it into a yeah. funny moment as opposed to a confrontational moment as it was sort of meant to be. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the exact opposite kind of story like when something happened to me where I dealt with it perfectly at the time and then I tried to turn it into a repeatable joke. So I was doing this gig, I don't think I've told this story before uh, on the podcast. I was doing this gig in Scotland and I, I opened up with my routine, which is a version of the Tossed Out Deck called Passed Out Deck. And one of the questions I ask is which kind of card game would you like to play against a person who looks like me? And this woman stood up and she said, Scabby Queen. <laughs> so my response was, ooh, what made you look at me and think of Scabby Queen? Which is really funny. The whole audience loved it. I thought, that's a really good gag. I need to somehow work that into the show. So that night, I'm writing my little review of myself. I, do, I have like a little journal that I sort of write what went well and I rate myself and for, for myself criticism. And uh, 
I thought, how can I get that into the show? I thought, well, the simplest way is to, when the next time I ask somebody, hey, which card game would you like to play against a person who looks like me? Oh, and don't say what the lady last night said. She looked at me and said, Scabby Queen. Don't know why she looked at me and thought of Scabby Queen. I thought, that'll get a massive laugh. I tried it about eight or nine times, still didn't get a laugh. It just didn't work. I couldn't, it didn't work in the retelling. So I had to just drop it. So I think we have to have a limit to, yeah, at some point you have to say, I just can't make that work. Well, yeah. and, I, and I think, as part of what I was saying, is set up lines. It's perfect. Um, really really important yeah. the line before the thing is sometimes you know to get the response that you mm. want from a, from a participant is sometimes the most important line in the bit if you're mm. going to generate that response like when I when I do uh, Lucha's the score there's a bit where I hand the money to a guy and I, I had a moment where I got a really really good response where obviously no one trusted him with the money mm. uh, and I, I was able to do something funny as, re, as a result of that but I realized the setup line was you look perfectly trustworthy to me. As you as you say that and hand someone the money, the instant res- the instant response yeah. is, oh, oh yeah yeah. Do you know what I mean? I have a similar thing. Um, not a step on that at all. But one of the things I say is, if I'm going to turn my back to somebody, I say I'm going to turn my back on you, not because you're ugly. And I just leave it hanging. Now I, I actually said not because you're ugly, but the whole audience is laughing because I'm essentially indirectly calling them ugly. The other type of thing I do with humour is I try and think of questions where there are certain set, only a certain set of answers, a bit like what you do with sort of progressive anagrams and things like this, um, where you can come up with interesting or funny responses depending on what they say. I don't want to give an exact example of what I do in the show, but well, Luce does that. And, and that's what interests me with um, when I was proofing the Black Project is the level to which he'd thought out, even for like a card routine. Remember what I was talking it's like about? Flow charts. That's how I yeah, see it. Yeah, exactly. You, you literally know exactly where you're going to go. Yeah. And that's what happens through scripting and through planning. We've talked yeah. about this in the past, but also through through experiencing that. Yeah. I didn't see that response come in. Now I need right, to think about that. that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why the Oscabi Queen thing works because it wasn't scripted. Right. It happened in that moment. You yeah. didn't expect it. And you can't recreate that by that trying moment. to manufacture that moment again. Yeah, it just happened. It was natural. It was organic. Mm. And that's why it would have worked. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, great. Let's move into the next section. The virtual prank. Okay, so this is time for the uh, the virtual prank. Mm. Mm. Now, a lot of people have been talking about this because it was um, last episode. Yeah. People wondered what it was. You said to me. Yeah. Which made me just not want to. Uh, yeah, the to whole speak episode you. you sat sulking. The mm-hmm. whole episode going. Mm, every would we hour say again. sulking. I would well, say power sulking. Power sulking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In actual fact, that wasn't quite true. Well, I think the, I think the people that have been listening to the podcast probably deserve to know what it was that you actually said to me, which okay. did piss me off, <laughs> and I didn't want to speak to you because, quite frankly, it was either speak to you, well, not speak to you, or murder you. Lovely. Um, and I'm just sick to the back. I don't mind. We're airing our dirty laundry. We're yeah, friends. Yeah, we can talk public. about this. Yeah. But, I mean, it's with the 10th episode now. Yes. Right? And going back to that, the 9th episode, how many times can one man take being called Luke? Right? <laughs> I'm sick to the back teeth of it. I'm Luke, not f***ing Luke. Okay? You call it me again, I'll f*** you up. And that's it. <laughs> so, I'm, just uh, I'm giving you one more chance. One more chance, and that is it. Don't call me Luke call again. Luke. I've got I've got Atlas's book here, and I will smack you around the face with it. I love you. I love you too. Luke. Thank you. <laughs> Cowardice. Luke. Luke. So, Luke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, the truth was true. is, uh, and I think a few, a few of you figured it out. And Atlas actually did some really clever 
um, editing. He's put me in on the episode. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I had uh, a lot of stuff that I had to be doing and and, uh, and and shows and bits and bobs and that lot. I physically couldn't make it to that to that show. So. Um, Thank you. You almost you put me in there in a virtual way and took yeah. the piss out of me a little bit, but I wasn't there so, um, <laughs> to defend himself. So thanks for you. But, but it uh, did sound a lot like he was there. He did a really super job. Yeah, I, 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 uh, you found I made it clips. sound like he was there laughing at certain bits, yeah. And, yeah. and then just when everyone's like, "Oh, he definitely isn't here," I found an old clip of Ken Gettys that I threw <laughs> in there, and then they're like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so you're back. But I'm here. I'm here in person, being sexy. I try my best. Yeah. It's not always possible, though, because of the level of sexiness that I bring. Right. Uh, so it's not sometimes you have to, like, refuel. I'm like I'm bringing sexy back, but to the point where it's beyond sexy, and then it's fine. It's difficult for you to interpret that as sexy. You might find it just like almost godlike. Uh, right. You know what I mean? It's a feeling that you get. See, I get, get rancid. Well, mm. he gets. That's it. Can't can. <laughs> <laughs> the segment's gotten away from us. Ken, what's this? Ow! Ah! Flick! Flick! Oh, flick. What is it? What is it? It's Flictionary by Steve Hairsign. Have you checked it out? Um, yes, I have, and now I have a really sore hand. Yes, wonderful book test by my friend Steve Hairsign. That's Flictionary by Steve Hairsign. You can buy it at... Steve Hairsign, H-A-R-E-S-I-G-N, at Hotmail.com. Again, that's Steve Hairsign at Hotmail.com. Drop him a line today. <laughs> All right, welcome to Ken Guesses. This time we're having Ken has got someone uh, that he's thinking of, and Luch is going to have to guess. Okay, you've got Luke. you've got ten. Okay, the way his face froze, you almost think you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so you've got ten guesses. Okay, I can only answer yes or no. Okay, go. Are they male? Yes. Do they primarily perform for paying audiences? No. Atlas is working through it as well. Yeah, yeah. The process is happening. Have when they... you get it, Atlas, you put your hand up and see if you got it okay. right as well. Are they European? Yes. Do, do they wear makeup? <laughs> do they wear makeup? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Have they released something to the mentalism community this year in 2016? Yes. But it's not really well known. So I don't know. You might know about it, but I don't know if you do. You five five questions now? You're five in. Okay. Are they in the UK? Yes. Four questions remaining. Do you rate them? Yes, I do. Three questions remaining. And as soon as I take a guess, that's it, done, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, do they have tattoos? I don't think so. Do they do a lot of consultancy? Yes. One more question, then I guess. One more question, then you can guess. Are they, in their performances, are they quite funny? Yes. You've got to guess. Have you got it? 
Oh, his his line of questioning is not anywhere was, what where you thought. were going. Yeah. Okay. Could you get it from what he's got? Uh, European male doesn't doesn't perform for people for money. No tattoos. No tattoos. Does consultancy. I respect Quite them. funny, and you respect them. I believe I know who it is. Were they at Mind Summit with you? Who, what's your guess? I'm struggling. Okay. Because I'm going through and thinking about the funny aspect of it. Okay. Um, and as a result, the only person I'm really going to go with is, is it Keith Barry? It's not Keith Barry. See, I would have guessed Hector Chadwick. Was the right answer. Oh. It was Hector This Chadwick. is the only game I'm any good at. You're really good at it as well. <laughs> What have they released this year? He's released a new... I love what he's called it. A pamphlet. <laughs> um, he released it at, at Mind Summit. Ah. Which is why I said you might not know about it. So yeah, I was trying to be helpful. Never have known that. Would yeah. never have known well, at Mind Summit, I can, I can understand going to Mind Summit with something to sell to the, yeah. to yeah, the yeah, people absolutely. that want to So uh, it was Hector Chadwick. No points for Luch. I'm glad that you did that on the end. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Huge thank you to everybody who downloaded the additional bonus paid section of a Three Mentalist Walked Into a Podcast section uh, for last month. Uh, we thought we'd try out just trying to offset some of our costs of getting me all the way down to Newark to meet these two guys and make the podcast for you. So thank you to every single one of you who downloaded that. Um, what we didn't consider, because we're stupid, is uh, the PayPal fees. So um, we're going to move things around a bit. So we'll have to, we're having to put the price up by a whole 50p, everybody. It'll break the bank. It'll break the bank. So it's £1.50 for the extra additional bonus section of but the podcast. But on the flip side, the stuff from today Oh my goodness, we went hard. hard, as they yeah, say. Yeah, the yeah. kids say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, was... essentially... Last time, we all now know that there was no luch. So our price is the same. You got a Kennedy and Atlas 50p each. Adding luch in adds the extra 50p to the That's cost. That's it. So it's his fault. We really should be charging a fiver. No, to be, to be fair, to be honest, you, you really did have a lot of useful insight, especially with the social media stuff. Yeah. So if you want to know, uh, in, the, in the paid section this month, uh, we have a whole section on how to use social media to engage people and to get gigs. And then we talked in depth about contracts, and uh, we talked about what you should have in your technical rider, invoicing, like all that sort of yeah, thing. There was, there was a lot of really, good, really good information. So if you want to start. grab a hold of that, because you'll find that really useful, um, go over to threementalists.com, and you'll see on the on the page for this particular episode, episode 10, there's an opportunity for you to click a button and purchase that. For just pound fifty. you can download that additional uh, feature, and also, of course, help support us and keep the podcast going. <laughs> So guys, we should really tell them all about that brand new effect that Steve Cartel has released. Okay, oh, but if we're going to do this, no. we're going to do this in segments. Okay. Okay, because I, I don't want you to hog everything because it's such a good effect. Okay, alright. So, uh, well, first of all, the performer walks on stage and shows the audience... A inflatable banana that he has called Eric. That's not my favourite bit, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it isn't. Uh, the part I love is when he gets them to say any word that he wants to. Only then to take out a small tortoise from a gift bag that's been on stage the whole time. And the tortoise bites into this inflatable banana called Eric. And guess what's inside? Well, you find out because the tortoise eats the thing and then leaves a giant smeared tray of tortoise poo. The tortoise poo leads them from the front of the auditorium all the way through to... 
the foyer where there is an envelope but is sealed with a giant question mark on it. Inside, when they open it up, the prediction says, what the hell was I doing with the tortoise, a banana, and a bunch of poo? To which he replied, Eric is not the name of the inflatable banana. It is, in fact, an abbreviation for... (laughs) Everyone really irritates creativity. (laughs) The end. Yay! High quality. Yeah, I think we should do something that's tried and true now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hi. This is Atlas Brookings with absolutely no idea what to say. That's right, no idea. If only I had a dictionary. Wait, I do, I have Flictionary. Steve Hairsign's brilliant new dictionary-based book test available now from Steve Hairsign at Hotmail.com. That's Steve, H-A-R-E-S-I-G-N. Don't ruin a completely good bit here, Ken. Uh, Steve, S-A, uh, damn it. <laughs> You know the email address. (laughs) That was great. It was fun. Welcome back to Ken Guesses. Now, Looch has a name of a mentalist in mind, and Atlas is about to guess. Looch, are you ready? I am ready. Atlas, question number one. American? No. British? Yes. Release material? Yes. Uh, Do they perform full-time? No, I don't think so. Four questions down. Then again, I, I don't. I want to see that they have another job. Okay. So it might be a full-time creator performer, maybe a part-time that's, performer, that's part-time creator. Think, yes. Five questions down. No, no, I was clear. That was a question. Ooh, he's getting a bit aggressive. Oh, Ken is hosing me. <laughs> yeah, Whoa! baby. That was, was that, was a, that was a follow-up. You asked a question and you said yes or no. That was a question. You got five left, Atlas. Oof, right. that, but that, I feel that that is massively unfair. <laughs> and you're you only doing this, this back, because of my historic success with this stupid <laughs> piece of the podcast. He's erect again. <laughs> Go. Uh, okay. But you don't think they do anything else full-time? Um... Do you rate them? Six questions. (laughs) I'm I'm going through the the listener. Do you rate them as a performer? No. Do you rate their material? Do you rate them? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave it there. Yes. Yes. Some. Some. A a non-committal yes. Okay. We all understand when we work this out. Yeah. You all understand what I mean. Okay. Um, Do they consult? Yes. Younger. Than, them, then. All right. Let me let me just say this. Have they been in the business less than seven years? No, no. Two questions remaining. Have they ever had their own TV show? No. One question remaining. You're hosing me on this stupid questioning thing. Okay. You write them some. Right. Uh, sorry, what was your question? What was your answer to the last one? The seven years. Um, they've been in the industry longer than the seven years. Yes. Okay. And they don't do anything else. Right. So I'm trying to consider who that could who that could leave out. Have they ever been on television performing? Asking me that question now, I know I should only answer yes or no. I can't recollect that I've ever seen this person on TV, 
but it wouldn't surprise me if they have. But I can't think of see, ever seeing... Okay. I think I know who it is. <laughs> I am going to guess Michael Murray. No. Have I you? think it's me. No. Oh. But you've been on TV. Michael's been on TV as well. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you on oh, yeah, the BBC. BBC yeah, yeah. It was uh, Mark Elsden. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Steve Hairsign's Flictionary. 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 By Steve Hairsign. Fight Your Corner. All right, welcome back to Fight Your Corner. This is the first time we've done Fight Your Corner in a little while, I think. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've got three products here. Uh, Luch, you've got John Archer's The Streets Book Test. I do. I Ken, know. you have the Parapad, and I have uh, something from Carl Fulvis that I, I don't think many people are really aware of. The yeah, from the... Uh, self-working mental, yeah, self-working miracles. mental uh, is it miracles? I think it's mental. yeah, self-working mental miracles. Um, it's or mental magic, maybe I don't know. It's this. I can't even remember what it is, but it's a section that follows up the nose, nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's a great little effect. So we'll, we'll describe it. And then, okay, well, since you're already talking about, it, you describe that, and then uh... right. Well, I, it's one of these things. It's so easy to open a book and read through something and think, ah. Yeah, especially especially I a lot with your books. Yeah, thank you, Ken. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that was coming up, so I was trying to talk faster, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't give you the opportunity. But um, no, I was going to say especially it's the case nowadays where you look at stuff and you think, oh, this has never really been performed or thought through. But Carl Fulvis has got a good reputation, so we wrote something up, and I thought, you know what, I'll try that. I had a gig uh, on Saturday that I did this at, and I, I tell you what, it, it absolutely killed. And the me- the method was a piece of cake. The, the other thing was that I really liked is sometimes when you're doing close-up. Mm. In fact, I was talking to Travis Winkler mm-hmm. about this uh, on Facebook the other day. Sometimes you can't communicate as clearly as you'd like. So it's, it's good to have something that's quite intuitive for the participant um, and for the crowd to understand what's going on. So that even if there's music that's too loud or the, the audience, you know, people are talking amongst yeah. themselves, mingling too loud, you've got something that's still a go-to piece. So I was, I was looking at this and I thought... You know, I really would like something. I'm going to go ahead and give this a whirl, uh, and it worked great. So the effect is that I give you a coin, mm-hmm. uh, and, and can mime even putting it behind your back, bringing your hands forward, and then you go through the nose-nose procedure. Which well, is figuring out which of two hands, yeah, exactly. which of your hands. The, you're essentially uh, guessing hand? without uh, any aid of, uh, of any gimmick whatsoever which hand the coin is in. So you begin that way, but then it moves to another phase, and this is what's described subsequently in the book, is you then take a coin out of your pocket. They still have a coin. You take a coin out of your pocket, put the, the coin behind your back, and come forward with your hands. And regardless of... Ken, yeah. <laughs> he sat here laughing. Think of dirty things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just, you're the lowbrow element in this I am, show. Well, I am very lowbrow. Yeah. So the the uh, the hands come forward, and you're able to match which hand the coin is in, and then you're able to do this repeatedly. Um, and it's it's a great it's a great method. It's dead mm. easy. Yeah. It's something that's nice and visual. So again, it met my requirement that I was looking for. Where if if it's a bit loud. Doesn't matter. I can yeah. still be fun, and and, uh, and and the nice thing is that I give them the choice 
um, of which hand they think it will be in of mine. Right. Uh, and they get to be right. So it, it turns into something that wins for everybody. Uh, it's got but, quite, a nice, quite a nice extra face. There's a lot of these which hand or who's got the money type effects going around. At the moment in particular, yeah. everyone seems to be dreaming of their own their latest version. And, and this is quite nice and that it has that additional phase of the matching, which is quite nice. Yeah, which, which I really liked. Um, and so I, I thought, you know, I'll give this a try. And it was a lot like, um, it was a lot like Paul Carnazzo's card that I use. Right, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. From that we spoke about in another episode where I was genuinely surprised by the reactions right, yeah, yeah. by something. So uh, it, it'll be difficult to um, to get you guys to vote for it, but I, I promise anyone who is interested in it, well worth your time to... It's to a great book full it. of just great little gems of stuff. That I've never got be. it. never got it. I see oh, it on like, Amazon. You can get yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. For like a, quid yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's not particularly expensive, but yeah. the material in there... Again, I've, I've read through lots of it, and a lot of it didn't appeal to me, but this... There's some bits that did, and the bits that did, you can... He writes up a very basic presentation of, of what's going on, an overview, and then he writes up your method, and if you have a good idea of who you are as a performer, you can. it's so easy to then stamp your personality on it mm-hmm. and come up with a routine that is a winner. Very good. Pretty cool. All right. Um, so my, you guys my, didn't fight your corner on that um, No, all. well, I, my, my reservation about it is I'm not a huge fan, although I do uh, use one, uh, I'm not a huge fan in general of the which hand is holding the thing. However, what I do like about that, even no matter which method you're using, is that matching phase. It's just really, really nice. Um, I think um, knowing the method, um, I'm concerned that if you repeat it a couple too many times, you're going to end up in trouble. I, I agree. So this and this is something that I thought of as well. So it's not something that I went in and did cold. I did something else before to establish myself, because at that point they're less likely to do the thing that you're worried about. Okay. Um, because then they've already bought. But if, into if you premise. do it four times, especially they're going to start. I got away with it. I did this thing eight times that night. In a row, got, the same person. No, no. I mean eight different times Sets. where okay. I had them guess in my hand three times in a row each. Okay. No one twigged it. There was one guy afterwards that came up to me and said, is it this? But he, he you know, I, I could plausibly deny it and go into something else. So, yeah. and, and there were loads of people around me as well. So it was, it was something where, honestly, no one, no one twigged. Okay. Um, I'm not really going to fight one. It's nice. It is nice. Yeah, it nice. is quite nice. Okay. It's, if you want to be really technical, it's a trick that's within a book. As opposed to the book himself, when he could have brought a product to it, yeah. that's been bitchy. And it's been technical. We, we brought a physical product, but okay. this is an idea. As well, let's hear just, about just yeah. for you anyone who is interested. Book. Yeah, I, I could have brought the book. Uh, lexicology was the name of the Paul Carnazzo thing. In case anyone was ah, interested, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Luch, you have brought something. Yeah, I've brought. Which this is it's an interesting one because this is John Archer's great uh, guy. The streets book test. I got the original version of this. John was kind enough to send me one a number yeah. of years ago. I, I and, and clever idea. Well. Clever I idea. kind of wish that I would have brought your original one because right. I think your original one. What do you mean original one? So well, explain, explain the history okay. to me because I've got so, no. So idea. originally it was self-published by John, I believe, and yes. John had a hold of them and um, he made a small batch of them. Yeah, and they I were bigger th- than this, I think. I mm, think this was they smaller. were slightly bigger. I think at that time you could either get them through John or I think Alakazam might have. Yeah, had ma- I think you're right. I them. think it was Alakazam. Yeah. Um, however, in recent years, obviously it became one of those book tests that you couldn't get hold of. And it was highly sought after, mm-hmm. and you had to go down the second-hand market. Yeah. Now, um, now it, it is brilliant. John's stuff mm-hmm. is always of well. He's, I mean, you've, we've watched him perform this 
live at least four times. I think we've seen him at Tyneside. Yeah. I've seen him in Sheffield. And is he using his original or is he using this one? Uh, I believe he's using his original, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's brilliant with it. He really is good with so it. So what happens? What's the effect? Um, so essentially, you... Well, I can't really call for this... You can see the book is split into two. There is a, a whole heap of maps... Okay, it looks front. like a map of London. Yeah, it it's says like on the front, ABC of London. of London. So it's one of those things where, where if you wanted to plan a journey or you wanted to go from one place to another, it's like an A to Z, what you would get in a pencil And it station. says geographer's books, but it's yeah. I'm, I'm, I know that you talked about a nitpicky thing. Uh, geographer's books is missing an apostrophe between the R and the S. Oh, I'm sure possession. we can rip the, Oh, whereas you've on the side of it, it has the apostrophe. Okay. In. So Ooh, the consistency no. there is not very good. Uh, there's no barcode. I mean, if you were to buy this, no, it's ISBN. not going to pass the pass test now. And I think that's a shame because uh, this company, Vanishing Inc., have, have bought the rights to this and released this. Um, and they're usually really known for their, you know, attention to detail and great yeah. customer experience and... And essentially, what, what you would do is, you know, you would hand the book to a, a participant, they would open it up 20 page uh, to, to a map, and they would choose a road. Uh, and then you are able to basically reveal the name of that road. Okay. Uh, using which, is, which is a very, very cool concept. Yeah. It's using the UF Grand uh, Long Word Principle, which we, yeah. we all know about, and it, was, it goes back years. I know Ted Carmelovich has work in it. I have work in it, as of lots of other people. I think Patrick Redford's got work on it, hasn't he? Well, yeah, probably. More than likely, yeah, I should imagine so. So, anyways, Vanishing Inc. have taken this, and I think, and I don't want to, I want to regret saying this, I think they've made it worse. What? Yes, I know I'm supposed to be fighting my own corner for the product, but having read this and, and looked at your See, version... See, it's, it's difficult for me to say, oh, because dear. I only have the Vanishing Ink version. I've just turned to a page in the book. Yeah. Um, on a 50, page 53 and 54 has the same street. Like, is that is that normal? Is that right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a street would carry on through Gladstone Street and Gladstone Street. Oh, will it? Okay. I was a bit freaking out there. Mm. The, the problem we've got is that oh no see now you've got a problem here where it's Dewsbury Road and then becomes Abbey Street and all it's done is turn the corner the maps don't seem to match um, anyway the, the maps I think you could get by in a performance yeah because no one's no one's gonna that's being overly nitpicky yeah. I think everyone's you would have to sit it. and stare at it before you realise the inconsistencies however yeah. one of the big things that I have a problem with is in the manufacturing and this is down to the, the publishers and the company okay. uh, in terms of their um, quality control oh, because if, I mean look at this page here the back when it's supposed to give the uh, what would they call the coordinates of yeah. the pages yeah the grid the any, page number any grid. professionally produced book would have a bleed area yeah that's it's really like, close to the edge like we've got like that's like a, a millimetre a millimetre yeah, one and a half close. millimetre away and that's just down to the guillotining and also the, the print setup. Um, it's been cheaply produced, if you ask me, and that's disappointing from a okay. company that has apparently got a good name in, in production, uh, which clearly they've, they've not really thought about the uh, the quality of the product there, which that is, is disappointing. Because it's not much really for us to fight. He's fighting the he's corner fighting for, the for us. Yeah, yeah. I think and do you know what I thought? In his defence, I think it's, it's a great concept. It's a really exciting application of the long word principle. Yes. Um, and I think rather than just words... But it sounds, like, it sounds like Lucha's big issue is that he had John's original. Yeah, was, and that's what, that's that what was I have. done very carefully. And I, yeah, the, the updated version, thinking, oh, it's smaller, it looks slightly sexier. Because it is sleeker. nice when it's small enough that you can pop in a, in a jacket yeah, pocket and carry it But upon receiving it and looking at it and comparing it to the original, what John produced on his own, mm -hmm. it's, there's no comparison, really. It's, it's massively dis disappointing. So, yeah, feel free to rip it apart. 
Um, I don't think we need to. I mean, I, I think yeah, I, I think you handled that thoroughly, thoroughly well. You, but I, I do have the idea that it, it might work really nicely with Tube. Do you, do you guys remember Tube, the London map uh, uh, underground one? I never heard of it. Oh, it's it's a, it's a great little. I thought Tube was Jason Messina, that YouTube effect. That's tubed. Tubed. Ah, okay. No, tube. Is that the prediction? Yeah, tube, yeah, I think, is released through World Magic Shop. Oh, yeah. But that's that's worth. But it could com, com, it could combine very nicely with the two. And I, th- I also think if you did this with um, with blind people, um, that would probably work too. They wouldn't see the uh, the discrepancies <laughs> in the quality. <laughs> oh, you're not holding back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I just think it's disappointing from a company that. Uh, um, very outgoing in terms of we we care about you know production values and that. I was massively disappointed. That. It's not cheap. It's not a cheap book. No, it, it does look like it's more for mass consumption than for for Reviews. proper performing on stage or mm. you know for for performers. I think it's made for people that are interested in the secret. The the main thing for me is that I think John is a very very clever guy and he's a really nice guy, and I don't think they've done his product justice. Well, there you go. Well, I'm going to fly in now with a winning product for this section because I've got this. Actually, I don't know. I'm after Luch's presentation there. I think I'm still in with a shot. <laughs> well, this ain't going to win. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the PowerPad from the, the great guys at Power Labs. And uh, anybody who doesn't know, it's a really great way of getting secretly obtaining the image of a drawing that somebody has made from a small pocketbook. Um, it's great, you know, you just sort of flip it open, have somebody draw something, they tear it off, put it in their pocket, close the bad boy up, put the thing away, and you've got your information. Um, it's very real time. Um, what's more to say, really? It's just, you know, In terms of the material, it picks up better than anything else. The reset for getting the impression, we can say it's an impression device, I'm sure. Um, it's, the reset's very easy. It's all built into one device, really. The peak is very nice. I will give them that. Would you? I mean, it's important to also state that these come in a variety of different sizes. Right, yeah. This is the pocketbook sort of um, detective okay. size. If I was playing devil's advocate, would you use that for, say, for example, a name revelation or a word revelation? No, I couldn't use that for a name revelation, probably. Um, maybe what? for initials. Somebody, you know, okay. write initials. So what yeah. would you use it for pictures? Yeah, 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 I would yeah. use it for pictures... Uh, yeah, probably pictures would be what I'd be, I'd be going for. So yeah. if you wanted something for a name revelation, you wouldn't use that? No, but what I would do is maybe do a two-phase routine where I could take it, I'd tear a sheet of paper out, mm-hmm. hand it to somebody for a write down a name, somebody else. Um, you can you can draw a picture. So do like a one-ahead. Do like a one-ahead or even just a multi-phase thing. Is that thing. in the instruction booklet? Um, you know, I haven't even seen the instructions. Mm. Do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, no. This is perhaps your creativity that's coming to this to improve the product. Like, uh, Alice did with his lexicology presentation. Absolutely. Well, that's fine. But you asked me about that. I think on its bare bones, I wouldn't use this for mm. a name revelation. Mm. I've got other methods to do in that. But I think in terms of doing a drawn duplication, mm. I think it's one of the strongest ways I've seen of, of, you, of yeah, doing I, it. I, I, it's difficult to fight because I love the product. I know right. I've got a power pad in pretty much every size. Every size. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you use it in performance consistently? Uh, consistently, no. I have used the larger versions when I do my parlor show, but I have never used that size there, which is, what is it, the five... My three why not? Is it that you've just found there are better things out there? Um, not necessarily better, but something what I prefer to use, what's just better with me, for so me a personally, a personal taste thing. However, Parlor, I have used the A4 size one uh, for drawing duplication, and it works fine. Okay. What's, what's the price point on this, Ken? I, you know, I'm not sure. 
I can't remember. I was very drunk. You were very drunk. <laughs> so that kind of tells you, you bought this because you were drunk. <laughs> um, or hungover or something. Yeah, I don't know. How much are they? Anybody know any um, It varies on, on, the, on the deal because they do a package deal. I think deal they're about 80 euros, aren't they? You can buy like a pack that you can make your own pens because you do need to use a gimmick. Um, yeah. Para pen. Is it yeah. para pen? Sure. Yeah. You can't use a normal pen. So right. Obviously, you have to carry that. The pen that has two functions, shall we say? Yeah. yeah it I'm is, sure. You know. Most people know what the, this is, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I've used a lot of. I, this reminds me, I told the guys this. This reminds me very much of my very first impression device I ever got a hold of, which was called. Um, the oh bugger a uh, copycat oh the Becker and the Becker and Earl one, one. yeah, yeah copycat, copycat. I tried to get one of those and I couldn't get one yeah I but I don't understand what you mean the, the material the material is but then I talked to Reiner and Thomas about it and they said that the material in this is much more sensitive yes and, you know it's newer technology isn't it after all and you can't get the Leo and, and Becker one now anyway mm. um, so it reminded me of that and that's why I like it because I did have a great deal of success with that. It's so, becoming, uh, I don't want to say the industry standard, but it is becoming a very highly accepted device by people all over the, the world for an impression yeah, device. Yeah, so it's certainly doing several things very, very well. Yeah. Um, and the quality is nice. It's nice stock of paper. Mm. The, 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 there's, a, there's a certain clever gimmickry with uh, the, the front cover, yes. shall we say. Um, it's probably not, if people don't know what it is, it's probably not what you're thinking it is either. Mm. It has a very clever idea. A lot of thought going into that. It's nicely, it's a nice stock. It's They've going, changed the stock. They it's really nice. And now it's got uh, some uh, durability about it's it. It's really good because it's almost more plasticky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, what's nice about that is that's going to be more durable. There are other mm. gimmick pads around doing so many what, different So, what you're things. saying is they keep working at it. Yeah, yeah which is nice. They, they're not just good. satisfied going, oh, let's just change the colour of the paper. Do you know one of my favourite things about this? Um, is this those bits? Oh, I didn't even know that was there. Right. The reason why is you just buy additional paper, paper and you and slip then it you in. Just load them back up and clip them in. <gasps> and I think that is one so of the So it's refillable. You don't need to. Yeah, that, that is nice. I love it's, it. That it's so that easy is to refill. That's one of my favourite things about it. Okay, good. So we've got three products in. We've got Atlas with the. With the Carl Fulvers, um, um Easy to Master, you know, no, um, a trick from a trick from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> self-working uh, that, that I don't even remember the name of. It's Perfect. past the nose nose. It's past the nose nose. You've got um, Vanishing absolute... Inks version of John Archer Streets. John Archer Streets and uh, Paralabs Parapad uh, from Thomas and Reiner. Okay, uh, place your votes. It's time to vote. Well, I. I am going to vote. With, I'm actually really impressed with the thinking behind Atlas's thing, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to vote for Atlas. Oh. And the reason why I'm not going to vote for Atlas is it's more of a personal preference. It's because of the whole coin in hand thing. It's everyone seems to be doing it, yeah. and that's not 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 defensive and you know the, the product. But I actually think that the amount of work and the love and the passion that's gone into the parapads and the fact that they are such amazing guys and their customer service is second to none yeah. I'm going to go with the parapad for you okay uh, I'm going to go with I'm really interested in what Atlas did uh, what Atlas talked about the Fulves thing because one I need to reread that book there will be little hidden gems that everyone overlooks I need to buy that book it's honestly it's got some crazy little stuff good. in it and I like that second phase about that that matching the hand thing so I'm going to go for that so Atlas you get the casting vote you'll like that See, I've Voices. never, I've never been a fan of the parapad, and I've never used it. And Luch did a great crucifixion <laughs> of uh, of this little book test. But of the two, 
I will go with the parapet. I think I could I could what? see it being used. The peak the the peak is what sold me. It's amazing. Honestly, is is the peak is absolutely just so clean, so nice. Yeah. And for once, I agree with Atlas. I think the parapet. What are you talking about? We agree all the time. No, I just pretend to agree. Steve Hairsign at hotmail.com is the place to go to to purchase Flictionary. Go there now and buy Flictionary. A revolutionary new book test from Steve Hairsign. Steve H A R E S I G N at hotmail.com. <laughs> Uh, right, guys, here, here we are back with what I like to call the final countdown. Hey! Oh, I thought we were being like mentalism A to Z or something like that. Alpha mentalism. Alpha. Right, well, the name is Alpha. still in flux. We can, we can call it mentalism A to Z. Alpha. They should vote on it. Yeah. yeah if you come up with the name yes. of this section, we'll get you a three mentalist yeah. walked up a podcast mug. What? Yes. There's a mug? There's a mug. Three we have a coffee walk- mug. Yeah, coffee mug. So if you come up with the name for this little... Game we're about to make up that we like that we like. If we use it, we'll send you a three mentalist. Or we'll, co- we'll give them a choice of a t-shirt or a mug. How's that? Oh, you can have a t-shirt or a mug. That's you nice. can't have both though. No, you can't have both though. I think Atlas. Atlas, have you got the t-shirts? Right. If Atlas, <laughs> if Atlas puts the t-shirt on and has the mug yeah. and takes like a selfie and then yeah. put it on the three mentalist tweet thing. So I'm not going to do any of like. this. Look, yeah. I have the t-shirts and the mugs. Yeah. I don't even want to fulfill the orders that will come in eventually for will. them. No, no, no I, I will not. Okay. I will not. All right. So what's the, what's, what, what do we do in this game? Okay, we're, we're playing a mentalism game where we have three minutes. We're basically trying to beat the timer. We're going to go as quick as we can around. If you, and, and, and guys, I want to be very clear. You can't just go, uh, pass. If you don't have something, because you have two people in between you, if you don't have something, you have to say pass. Oh my god. Okay? okay. So we're playing a game where we I'm start at the start of the alphabet, okay. and you have to name something mentalism related. Okay. How many seconds are we going to be giving? And you cannot duplicate anything. Yeah, but gonna like, we're not going to like scream and fat, you know, it'll be like. Yeah, it has to be pacey. Okay, right. But not like. Yeah, yeah. Not like that. No, 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 right. no one do you can start? do that. Uh, yeah. Are you allowed to go uh, first? Because as long as you get, you can. But as long as you, well, I'll buzz you first. All right. So what we're doing is we're going to take three minutes. We're going to go through the alphabet as many times as we can. If we can't get something, we have to say pass. Uh, and at the end, we count up however many passes, and yeah. that person loses. So there will be two winners. You just don't want to be at the bottom of the totem pole. All right. Here we go. What happens to the person at the bottom? Whatever happens, I don't know. What happens happens. Let's go. Maybe maybe they get pranked some way. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. Right. Set the house on fire. Or something. Yeah, that sounds nice. Okay. All right. Right. Um. Well, I suppose we'll count down then. I've got three minutes on the timer. Let's go. At the end, we're going to have an alarm. Are you ready? Who yeah. goes first? Atlas. Uh, I will me. go first. Let's go clockwise. Right, okay. Are you ready? Three. I am ready. Two. I feel like even this is too fast now. One. Begin. Animan. Bruce Bernstein. Chicardi. Uh, double writing. Eric Dittleman. Fulves. Graham Gordon. Having <laughs> a rain memory stuff. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Impression device. Jack's wallet. Carl Fulves. Didn't we say about duplication? I said Fulves a minute ago. Is that yeah. the same? Oh, did you say Fulves? Yeah, I said Fulves for F. Oh, sorry. Oh, but he got Carl Fulves. I think that's different. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. All right. Uh, what's my letter? What uh, L. 
Well, in that case, Lorraine from Harry Lane. I'll get okay. it right back at you. All right. Oh, are we going this way? We've always been going this way. Sorry, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> I just, no, I, I didn't realize. Uh, newspaper prediction. Austin Poster. Someone missed an M. I was Lorraine. M. You got it wrong. Ooh. Oh no! Oh, no, you can say Austin. I've already said Austin Poster. Well, you got it wrong too. Well, yeah, because you got it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't your letter. I'll take it. So what am I on now? P. Uh, no, he's on O. Oh. He's got it wrong. Yeah, no! it's, it's him. It's him. Do P. Do P. P. Cipher. Uh, Q. Quentin Letts. What? I, I hope that he is <laughs> somebody. <laughs> is I, think he's, I think he's actually a children's oh, illustrator. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Bush. Streets book test. Uh, thumb tip. Under nail writer. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. I suppose. Yeah. 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 Uh, video cassette. It's a force word in the mother of all book tests. Very nice. Weightlifter. Xylophone prediction. That's not a real That is thing. okay. Up two fingers. <laughs> so what are you on? X. Yeah. So y. Um, oh, I've got one. Ah, pass. 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 Yeah, oh, I would have gone your Gil Masika. Um, oh, very oh, yeah, good. he could have. Uh, zebra drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you see on A now? Alphabet cards. Banner check. Chess knights thing. <laughs> <laughs> the knights still run a chess table. No, he's talking to A. <laughs> Put your finger up. I did, I did. I'm on four now. What was that C? Yeah. No. Was it? Yeah, because he said yeah, chess. You're, you're pausing. All right, no, no. It's, um, too, it's too long. Yeah, pass. D. Right. I don't know. Really? You could have a drawing duplicate. I could have anything. Um, I can think. Enigma. Yeah. Uh, flipism. <laughs> <laughs> George Tate. Hellstronism. Uh, indexes. James Biss. I said if I made you laugh. Finish him! Oh, hang on, time is done. <laughs> I got crushed on that one. I was at five. What? I was at four, though. I wasn't too much better. Oh, you've oh, got to edit that one. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll beep that, that out. So cool. All the laughter stays. It was the best ever. All right, now it's time for some questions from our listeners. So... Uh, we've had a question All from... three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, to be well, fair, though, we really do appreciate the people that take the time to tweet us, to Facebook messages, email us, and just get in touch in any way just to start ask questions or ask for uh, you know our thoughts or feedback. It on just something. lets us know that we're doing something that you enjoy and exactly. it's worthwhile. So it makes uh, it makes a big difference to us. Paul Richardson. Please. Yeah, please go in. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. You're um, so who have we got now? Yeah, Paul Richardson. Yeah, well... There he is. Paul Richardson uh, wants to know our opinion on the witch hand effects and uh, which one we think are the best and our general opinions on the plot. Now, if you listen to the section called uh, Fight Your Corner, yeah. you'll hear Atlas talking about uh, an approach to that and a really nice additional few stages on that from the Carl Fulvers book. Uh, the, nice thing that, the nice thing about it is there's a lot of witch hand methods out there, mm. but this one there are no, no questions asked. It's simple, direct, quick, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's no... There's no hand feeling or any, any of the things that the some of the other methods give you as far as a compromise. Now, is it always 100%? The way I do it is I do the nose-nose once, mm -hmm. and that's it. 
And if I'm right, great. If I'm wrong, no big deal. I'm still technically dialing it in. And then you move to that second phase, and that you're completely completely safe on. Yeah, yeah. My opinion is, I mean, I use it. And one of the other questions we've got, I may as well merge these two questions, is somebody asks about how do we customize material for particular audiences. I'm sure I've talked about this before, and we've, we have talked about this on a number of episodes of the podcast, is I did a thing for a jewelry company, and they said they wanted... Um, some stuff that was all about jewellery. And so rather than which coin, uh, which hand has the coin in, which hand is holding the ring? Um, so I had, a, I had a thing where they took their ring off and I worked out which hand was holding their ring. Um, and I had like a... a, there's, a there's a lot of jewellery plots and magic and mentalism. Yeah, so I think it's, it's, quite, yeah, it's quite easy to do. And, and the easiest routine, I think, to add any kind of plot to is something like a bank night. And Luke and I were talking about this earlier. I did a thing where I launched uh, one of those networking, business networking groups, you know, like, like BNI, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this new networking group was, was opening was years and years ago. And they said, well, I'd do something that would launch them. And I said, yeah, well, give me your main premises. What's the main thing that's different? And I wrote each of their five different main key messages, each one onto a different envelope, and then asked people, you know, which one of these is most important to you? Has it got the money in? And they all had a small amount I of money. I did that. Oh, you just that out recently yeah, as well, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the simplest thing to apply um, to apply a message to, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, you can so what, what are your thoughts on a which hand? Going back oh, sorry, on which hand? Sorry, question. yeah. So I've merged two questions there. Sorry about that. Um, which hand? Um, I think it's kind of boring, but it's. I think for stage, it's an, for me, it's an absolute no go, um, especially uh, yeah, in the I, UK. I wouldn't do it for stage. No, I mean, I think. You know, Darren, Darren set the bar, set the bar super on that. high, and, the, and anything you do is gonna be pale and compared. But, but but close up mingling, I'm fine with it because it's a nice little game. It's like, yeah. it is a fun game. Can I work this out? Oh, let's try it with your wife now. So uh, yeah, so I think it's okay. Uh, I, I think it's a fun game, but it should appear as a game rather than a real like or a challenge. Mm. So I don't think it's the strongest thing, but I still do it. I think it's a warm up. It has yeah, to be a warm up. It's a very light hearted piece, fit into the right set at the right time, it's fine. Yeah. And I think if, you, if you're quite challenged with time and you want to get around a lot of people, if you're the guy who's walking around just figuring this out over and over again, mm. um, that's, that's not too bad either. See, the, the methodologies are limiting sometimes too. Yeah. For instance, uh, I could not use. Something like Tequila Hustler no, I mean, at the gig on Saturday. It would, it would have been too loud, and it just would have been impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think, I, I think if you're if you're interested in a plot, you need to know as many different methods to achieve, apparently achieve the same plot. Yeah. Um, so as far as question on which hand, I mean, what is the question? What's Paul's question? Um, what are our favourite approaches, and what's our general opinions on the plot? Well, my opinion is that everyone wants to do it. It's yeah. the very popular. Right so now, I it's a have changed trend. my approach to doing it. So what I do now is I ha- take out a coin. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I will borrow a coin because the method you can do it with with any coin. Uh, I will flip it. I will catch it, and I will get people to guess whether it's heads or tails. It's the same 50-50 premise, and I'm using one of their own cards uh, coins. But beforehand, I will write a prediction. And I got that idea from Ted Karmelovich and his Penguin Live lecture when he used gimmick coins right. and he predicted who would get it right four times in a row. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was impromptu. It's like a business card. I, I asked for people's names. I write a thought down. So Ken will get it four times in a row. I'll lay it face down. I'll borrow a coin, flip it, and say, right, we're going to ask a group of you. And I can bring four or five people in at the ah, same time. that's cool. It's the same premise. It is coin. It's a coin in hand. It's coin heads or tail. Mm-hmm. But it's still the 50-50 with the coin. Mm-hmm. Same premise. So what's your favorite method? What's your favorite approach to it? I mean, are you tequila? I'm, I'm going to... I like a lot of the different approaches. However, I'm going to stick by the one that I did with Fulvis. Nothing I've done with coins 
you know, with the witch hand, yeah, with the witch hand before that, has ever been as strong. Mm. Mm. It's very, Just, very organic. It. I uh, years and years ago, I had a, a device called the Midas. Yeah, uh, Mentalism Plus. Yeah, so I was the first to get that. I loved it. And, be, and what's different is that it was a metal detector. Yeah, which was great because they could take out any coin you could do with it. The problem is, is that it would also pick up on rings and, and watches and that. Lot, so you had to be careful about who you used. And in later years, and everyone else seems to have developed, for example, uh, Six Sense and things like that. That's the one. It's like. a device. But to be fair, part of the problem I have with those devices is, while people's jewelry might look like it's real gold or whatever, if if there's any ferrous metal, as soon as that coin goes in their hand, pop. Um, so my thing is, I'm not really a big fan of any of the ones which, even though they argue they're not, they're still logic puzzles. You know, there's a lot of them which are just dressed up logic puzzles which a smart person can work out well, and so not you, a fan you of perform these kind of things where people have to follow specific instructions. instructions like if they've had a drink it makes it very difficult for yeah. them to follow that's, that that's the other issue yeah. isn't it yeah. I mean, it becomes very uh, I, I genuinely I feel like if you look if, if Paul if you're interested look up Carl Forbes's method you're not going to it's not expensive it's really you're not going to be out of pocket anything and it really does if you can if you can sell your premise and then go into it it's a winner and you're going to be fine with it. Truly is. Cool. Uh, we've got another question here from another listener. Uh, Noah says, um, are there any classic texts that we recommend for methods and approaches to predictions? Ah, okay. Well, um, Jack Kent Tiller oh, yes. really has good. part of his number series. He has, like, is he, so is he looking just for a book on predictions? Yeah, yeah. he's looking for classic texts. On predictions that do not involve playing cards. Okay, so predictions are either forces or multiple outs, honestly. Or secret writing. Yeah, or, or double writing. Mm. And there are some predictions that can happen real time. The Black Project has a great one. Um, there's other there's other I options. Whole, I think I have you've got a book dedicated to just predictions. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple in there. I don't want to sit and plug my own stuff, but like if you look you at E1, well. that's it's a great podcast. Right. Uh, there's a co- I mean, I'm quite good on predictions. I quite like predictions. Um, you know, Black Project. Have you got anything as prediction? You're not very prediction are you? No, I'm, I'm more reading. of a real, yeah, I'm more of a mind reading guy. But I, I feel like bottom line is you're either forcing something, or you're using a multiple out, or you're doing on the fly nail writing. So those, those are the three things that he needs to look into. Uh, Adam's well, got his switching, book on switching. Switching is one of the big main ones. Well, but if, if, but look, if I've, if I've done something with billets and I'm doing a switch. Do you know what I mean? That's still a multiple out, isn't it? Because I'm going to an index. Not necessarily. There's an next. Right, right. Well, you can you can nail write something and then switch mm. it later, or you can do a time delay as well. Okay. Uh, we'll agree, disagree. Mm. So anyway, anyway in terms right, of right, no, I, I instantly realised what you were talking about, but I'm saying broadly speaking. Right. If, but it's going to be I'm, a switch and nail write an index. Yeah, I mean you're going to get the yeah. In um, terms of books, Jack Kenteller has, has a book. As part of his number series. I think it's the number five. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. think it is. Uh, and that deals just with literally dozens of different types of predictions. And, and, Headline and, predictions or yep. you know, drawing predictions, whatever you want, radio uh, There's work, a whole TV section work. in 13 Steps. Yes, isn't there, there is. Dedicated to predictions. Yeah. Yeah, I think a there whole, is. Yeah. A whole section. A whole, a whole section, uh, which is great. I just think most mentalism books now will have a predictions yeah. uh, piece to it. It really depends. I think a lot of the time it's about using your creativity too, you know, and thinking, hey, I want to do this. You're, just, you're looking at your tool set, and that's why I was trying at the very start to identify look, what tools get you there. Yeah. Because you can, you can make anything look like a prediction if you use one of those methods. 
Uh, other questions? Uh, yeah, we've got one more question, which is from Sarah. Uh, long-time listener Sarah, asking about uh, women in mentalism, good plots for women in mentalism, and our general opinions on that. Well, first of all... <laughs> we've spoke about this before, yeah. haven't we? One of we, we did, it was one of the last difficult. bits from episode Yeah, eight. we don't talk about that. It's just... What did, what did we agree on? Did we sort of just well, decide... first of all, we're not the right people to ask. Yeah. Really? I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, I think. We can look at things and be just as objective as anyone else. But I think what we worked out at the end, after some discussion around the table in episode eight, which is a great episode, if you can find it, listen to it. Um, <laughs> was, and then send it to us. Yeah, was um, that, <laughs> I love that you added send it to us. Uh, that at the end of the day, we believe that you should just present as, as you would normally. Don't worry about the fact that you're a woman. I feel like... You don't have to... Like, I don't worry about the fact that I'm a man. No, and, and, I, and I don't think that you, you have to feel like it lets it pigeonhole you into anything. Just be yourself. And, and I, as far as being relatable, I, I think most people trust women implicitly more than, than men. May, reading minds is not a male thing anyway, is no. it? No. So it's just a thing. Yeah, I, I, I just I think that's what we agreed is just don't let it limit you or feel like it boxes you into something. I think in some ways it's much more freeing because any of us guys doing it are going to be sort of tarnished a little bit by what we've seen other men do. Whereas you really have this free feel to do a really good job. There haven't been any really good mentalists for such a long, long time who have been female. Um, I think you, know, you look back at um, the Magnetic Girl Act... Georgia, yeah, the Georgia Magnet. That Georgia was um, that. So that that was great, but I can't think of anybody. She else. wasn't a mentalist, was she? She was just a magnetic girl. Yeah, but I, mean, I can't really think of. I mean, recently you've had the woman who was on TV, and that I think that did one series. Catherine and, Mills. Yeah, yeah. That, that's gone. She's now work. on. You know, and then you had the Piddingtons, but they were a husband-wife well, team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got, you got Jeff and Everson, the Jeff and Jeff Tessa, Tessa Everson, yeah. which are great. But I, I just, I just genuinely think when you start to think in the terms of what limits you, you feel limited. When you start thinking of what can I do and how do I overcome limitations and what do I really view as limitation, you feel more open and more free. And I, and I don't think it's a limitation. I wouldn't view it that way. I wouldn't worry that other people think of it that way. I just, I think the trick is be yourself and just. Mm. At the end of the day, if you go out and perform, you could be performing the same material in a very similar style as, as a guy, and you're still going to have a different selling point because you're a female. Yeah, and yeah. you should definitely be using that as part of your selling point. You have to use whatever you've got. You yeah. Know? yeah, I'm not saying don't if use you, it in your marketing, but right. I'm saying when you, when it comes to how you view your show and how what you do, don't feel like you're limited to no. certain things in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, absolutely. Just get on there and do it. You know, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I've said for a long time, what material is so unique and interesting. Just trust the material, and as long as you have any kind of personality, you'll be you'll be good at it. Yeah, that's it. So great. Thank you all so much for your questions. If we didn't get around to your question in this episode, uh, resend them in, and uh, we'll try and get around to them in the next episode too. Okay, and welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, buddy. To Ken Guesser. Okay, so Atlas. Ten, uh, Ken, ten guesses. Atlas is thinking of someone. All right. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Are you ready? Yes. Contestant ready. Ready. Atlas ready. Ready. Yes. Then three, two, one. Fight. Begin. Fight. <laughs> well, um, it's Street Fighter Two, isn't um, it? Question number one is. Oh, going sorry. To... You said fight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're down one. Damn it. Question number one is: Are they no, no, that's European? Two. European. Yes. British. Yes. 
full-time performer. Yes. Has appeared on television. Believe so. Younger than 30 years old. No. Scottish. Don't think so. Don't think so? I'm going to say no. Okay. Not Scottish. Um, Four questions left. Has released material to the community. Yes. Three questions. Known for their corporate work. I wouldn't say that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know who you were thinking of. Yeah. I did this on purpose to lead you down the wrong direction. So this is not my question, but you thought I was thinking of Mark Paul, right? Yeah, of course. Um, But that would have been too easy. Full-time performer. Um, (laughs) Facial hair. Uh... Yes. No? Maybe. Don't know. Depends if they've had a shave. I need an answer to that question. I have to say don't know. Is that you don't know because it changes a lot, or because they've never had facial hair, or just because you don't know, you've never met them before? I think that's an extra question. Well, it's because I need an answer to the freaking question. I wasn't allowed to clarify, I'm just summarising points. You have one question left. My, My answer for facial hair is don't know. So you have one question left. Um... Who the bloody hell can it be? So not here's a corporate stuff. <laughs> That's a bad question. I can only say yes or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's... Known for public shows. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I think I know who this is. That's public, it, Ken. You're, public you're shows. And I think that's quite a loose interpretation, that last one. I'm not going to help you because if you score a point, then I... Well, I can't guess anyway. Um, well, you can. You can okay. Because right now, I've, I've essentially gotten my one point on Hector Chadwick. So, at this point, I'm, I'm uh, in it to win it. Jeez, I've got no idea. Flippin' hell. Um, not known for corporate stuff. Not known... Well, Ken's thinking, audience, why don't you tell us who your guess was? <laughs> yeah, right? Because I was initially, I'll tell you what my thought process was. I was thinking, um, I was thinking Drew McAdam, that he said definitely, you know, probably not Scottish, and he's definitely very Scottish. Um, he's massively Scottish. Well, exactly. That's why I was like, oh, it can't be that. Um, I've got to guess, guess a name, and I just can't even think of anybody um, who's, and I thought Alex McAleer, but he, he's definitely got facial hair. Um, then we've got, but he's British. Oh, oh no, because. I'm going to guess he's definitely got facial hair, but maybe you don't know. Uh, Doug Siegel. Not Doug Siegel. Luch, who would you have guessed? Paul Stockman. No. Who was it? If only you'd asked whether they were living or dead. Oh, arse. Tony Corinda. Tony Corinda. Well, so you won then, did you, Atlas? Yeah. I'm, I was the only one that got it right, so... What did you get right? Hector Chadwick. Yeah, but it wasn't during your round. I know it wasn't during my round, but if you, even if you give me a half a point, no, I'm the one that there's anything. no points. We all scored. No, how dare you, sir? Because you even said one I'm point James. to Atlas. Yeah, at, at the very go back and listen to it. You said Atlas is right, so one point for Atlas. If I can't count that as a point, you can't recount now later. Yeah, but it's a part of the game. Right. Well, that, uh, that's it. That's a wrap. That's our show. That's it. Another month. It's so good to have Leach back. It is good to have Luch back, and actually speaking, 
Yeah. I mean, I did find, <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I did find the luch that I sort of edited in less cantankerous than the typical luch. But yeah. um, he was still a. Oh yeah, massively so. Thank you. You're welcome. And this right here is what Kennedy said to make sure Luch isn't here the next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And uh, remember, we've yeah, got, yeah, yeah, we've got that contest. So whatever that segment is called, whether it's Mentalism A to Z or uh, the what Final I'm, Countdown, we don't know what it's called. You yeah. guys help us come up with a name. The winner gets a choice of what do we say? A T-shirt or, or a, a, a Three Mentalist coffee mug? Yeah, and just tweet us your answers to at Three Mentalists or pop it onto our to our inbox on the uh, on the Facebook page, uh, Three Mentalists Walking a Podcast with a title for that section. Yeah, sounds good. Luch, any thoughts? Uh, no. No, that's it. He's already started. St- he's, you've stopped him talking right already. there. Can I add one more little thing though? Yeah, um, I kind of miss you guys. Like last, last not being a part of it. Did you? Of, yeah, it made me realise that the podcast isn't quite as shit as I thought it was. It's, it's bringing a little bit of something in my heart that's making me feel a little bit. Is it just gas? It could just be gas. It's most likely just it, it gas. It could be. It could be. I don't know. But but I'm, I've missed you guys. Oh, your pizza's in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Three Mentalists Walked Into a Podcast. You can interact with us at threementalists.com. Bobbed when I should have weaved.